What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning, then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up the pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free slot, free shot at the one million dollar top prize that's code thpn and you got a free shot at the one million dollar top prize only at DraftKings. minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details Hello LA Kings fans and hockey fans, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham and welcome to episode 36 of season 2 of the Kings and as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Like I said, as always, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham, thanks so much for joining us here on this episode. A, a lot to talk about man, a lot to talk about with the LA Kings and you know, what have we talked a lot about lately? We've talked a lot about lately how... They need to be better just of late, just better in general. And I said, it's a big week. and Like, it's the week before the trade deadline. You're going to be sellers, but you still have a chance to make the playoffs. And you kind of go to battle for both sort of thing. And I said, you've got to still play well. And the Kings didn't do that on Monday night. Just one game to talk about in this episode as we are talking about the Monday Monday's 5-2 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. And one thing we've talked about a lot this season is 
the Kings have having slow starts sometimes. They like to allow a, they like to allow goals early, and you know, every time that they've done that, they've been able to come back quickly. This might have been the worst start they've had to a game all season long. This it was tough to watch this. This like this start was tough to watch. Like the positioning, the they just the Kings just weren't good enough early on. They just weren't all good enough and they got in too big of a hole and it cost them. And that's all there is to it. It's just bad. It was really, really bad. And also when you take Four penalties in the first period. That doesn't help you either. It was just. It was bad. Let's just get to it. And like I said. The Kings like to allow goals early. And this was the worst start of the season. Two minutes and 43 seconds in. Michael Bunting gets his second of the year on a slap shot. Past Jonathan Quick from Garland and Demers. That made it one to nothing for the Coyotes. Under two minutes later. Bunting again his third of the year. On the power play. That made it two to nothing. Oh, that was on a power. That was on a power play, off a high sticking call, on Kempe, one of the guys that's, you're good or you're bad, and he's been bad. And honestly, I'm losing faith in him a lot, and he's been bad again lately. And it was a bad penalty early on, bad, just just, not just not good. And then, so that happens. And also on this play, like. Bunting was just better in front of the net. He was just better than Doughty and Anderson in front of the net on this one as well. And then, just about three minutes after that, Derek Broussard, who I totally forgot was even on the Arizona Coyotes, scores his eighth of the year on a horrible turnover from Trevor Moore. Like, horrendous turnover from Trevor Moore. Uh, Kessel makes a great play on the turnover, and then the Coyotes do a great job to pass it around. Uh... Broussard's the one that finds the back of the net past Peterson. That made it 3 to nothing at the time. Broussard's 8th of the year from uh, Garland and ekman Larson, And that right there, that forced head coach Todd McClellan to call his timeout. And you had to. Three goals in the first 7.5 minutes of the, the worst start of the season. It just was not a good start, and they had to be better. They just had to be better. Like It was a horrible, horrible start to the game. The Kings did get one in... The first period, at about the 16-minute mark of the first period, Drew Doughty gets his eighth of the year on the power play from Kempe and Kopitar, like we talked about. Oh, one thing I forgot on the Broussard goal. That was another power play goal. So, the penalty kill was actually down a bit in this game when they've been so good of late. But, the bunting goal is from a Kempe penalty. The Broussard guard... The Broussard guard? The Broussard goal is from... A Carter penalty. Two guys that haven't been very good lately. Two guys that just have not been very good lately at all. And it cost them in this game. And then there's a reason why head coach Hamathal needed to call his timeout. And that's two. Like Carter's a veteran, man. You can't be taking bad penalties like that. Kempe, he's a guy that's just too off and on, man. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a trade piece if you can with the deadline coming up. But again, we'll see what happens. And like I said... Later in the first period, Doughty did score his eighth. That was a power play goal. So it was nice to see a goal on the power play, finally. That made it 3-1, to one, and it was 3-1 to one for the Coyotes after the first period. Uh, Doughty's eighth of the year, like I said. Then you go to the second period. By the way, 
LA outshot Arizona 11 to 10 in the first period, despite the horrible start to the game. And then we go to the third, or sorry, second period. By the way, the other penalties in the uh, in the first period were to were to McDermott and uh, Walker. Just too many mistakes in that first period, and just too many. Uh, like the penalties in this game, there was just it's unfathomable. Like Anderson gets a penalty in the second period, and then uh, a coach's challenge, which we will get to this actually right now in the uh in the second period, another power play goal allowed. It was off night for the penalty kill, which doesn't happen very often. Bunting gets his first career hat trick, a power play goal on a weird one past uh Peterson. As it kind of it was just it's McDermott again, man. A bad bounce off McDermott comes in comes right to Bunting who gets it past uh, Mikey Peterson. That made it or Cal Peterson. Sorry, I got Mike Anderson and Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson mixed up. Past Cal Peterson. That made it four to one at the time. But here's the frustrating thing: there's a power play goal, like we just said from the Anderson penalty. But this goal happens. Head coach Todd McClellan challenges for offside. It is so clearly offside. Like, so clearly offside. And they say, and, the, and they review it, and the refs come back and say, uh, the play was determined onside, it's a good goal. What the fuck are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? It, it was clearly offside. They review it, they still call it onside, and it's a good goal. Like, what are we doing here? And the head coach Thomas Lawn had something to say about it after the game as well. And it was just like, why have instant replay if you don't if you don't get the call right? I just don't get it. Because there are some where it's really close and it's hard to tell. This one wasn't even really close. It was clearly offside. I just don't get it. I really, really just don't get it. And luckily, the... Uh, the LA penalty for getting the challenge wrong, which didn't deserve, obviously, uh, did not allow in a goal. So that was that was nice that that didn't happen for an off night for the penalty kill, which again doesn't happen very often. But just the, like that one was very frustrating. On a, just a frustrating night for the Kings, that was frustrating to see a big call like that not go their way. Cause that that's a game changer right there. That's an absolute game changer. A four-one lead compared to a three-one lead. That is an absolute game changer, and that's something that just should not happen. Uh, in that third period, uh, Arizona outshot LA 14-9 in the period. But then you go to the third period, and it's a nice quick start for the Kings as they try to get back into the game. As just over two minutes in, Athanasiu gets his eighth of the season on a little cross-ice pass from Kale Clegg. Uh, good to see Clegg back in the lineup and playing well. Athanasio's eighth of the season from Clegg and Lazat. Just a good shift by that crew. And that uh, the Anderson Lazat Carter line actually played a little better in the third period. We'll get to that in a set. We'll get to something else I did in a second because we got to talk about Aaron Hill, the or Aiden Hill. Sorry, the Aaron Hill used to play second base for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Aiden Hill for the second on the run. He's been on because it's been pretty incredible and he absolutely just robbed. Jeff Carter. Actually, let's just get to it now. Athanasio scores his eighth of the year. That's just a few minutes later. The line's buzzing. The line's actually playing very well. Jeff Carter, absolutely great chance. 
Aiden Hill is down and out. And Aiden Hill stacks the pads, gets the pads up there, and just absolutely robs Jeff Carter of a goal. And that's someone who needs a goal, Jeff Carter. And he, oh, Aiden Hill just absolutely robbed him. Just absolutely robbed him. And then later on, it was back and forth. Uh, Kings had some good pressure, but couldn't score anymore. And Dvorak scored his 12th of the year in empty netter. That made it 5-2. to two, And that's all. That'd be it for this game. As LA, they put the pressure on in the third period. Out doubling Arizona's shot total. Out shooting uh, the Coyotes 18-9 to nine in the third period. But Aiden Hill still on his head. Did a great job. And the Kings just could not recover from a horrible start in this game. Uh, Michael Bunting, the first star, of course, uh, with his hat trick. Drew Doughty was the second star, and Aiden Hill was the third star with his 36 saves in the game. Uh, like I said, it was a night where nothing really went right for the Kings. It was a slow start. The t- just too many penalties. Power, uh, penalty kill had an off night, which again, rarity. Power play goal, that's nice to see. One positive for the Kings in this game, 60% in the faceoff draw. That is awesome to see. That's that's great to see. Uh, uh, like We talked about this a lot with Trevor Moores. And just an example, way too many giveaways. Eight giveaways in this game as well. That's just not good enough. You just can't have that happen. You just can't. And just another a few other notables in this game. Uh, Velarde was back in McClellan's doghouse a little bit. Just under 12 minutes of ice time. Actually close to 11 and a half minutes of ice time. And it sounds like he's back in the doghouse a little bit. And we'll talk more about that next episode as it goes on as well to see what happens. But I think Filardi might be back in the doghouse a little bit of of uh, head coach Tom McClellan. Which is shitty. But I don't necessarily agree with it. But again we'll see what happens with that as well obviously. And then yeah just, just like... We've talked about Jeff Carter a lot, but like he had six shots on net in this game. Dustin Brown had five. Sean Walker had four from a defenseman. Kopitar has four. Aiden Hill just played well in this game as well. Like I, th- like I said, 36 saves to get the win. And now let's just go to what Drew Doughty and head coach Tom McClellan had to say about the game quickly because there, because this wasn't a good game. We know this. It just was not a good game at all. Just uh, if... This is Drew Doughty saying if he felt like the team's desperation level was lacking in the first 40 minutes. And I said, or he said, I think that's what well, that's that's what's been lacking for the last five games. We haven't had any intensity, anyone complete, competing. I shouldn't say that. We've had some guys competing every single game. And it, and we've had good, we've had others play good games and take games off. We're down 4-1 in the third period. I sure, I sure hope we're playing a little more desperate. But it's absolutely ridiculous we didn't play well, it's absolutely ridiculous we didn't play like that in the first or the second or the last four games besides the Vegas game. And just on the on Doughty's ability to take games over when the team is down, he said, that's my responsibility in that position when we're down goals to to take it over. I try to take over I try to take it over from the puck drop every single game. It doesn't matter. But when you're down by goals, you take way more risks. Be up in the play the entire period. That's what I'm trying to do, and we need more guys doing that. We just can't have one, two, three guys trying to make a difference in the game. We need everyone making a difference. That's the only way we're going to win hockey games, and it's true. And some guys are just kind of out to lunch right now, for lack of a better term. And then uh, it was, 
I'm just drew doubting on if tonight's game was a call to action for the team moving forward because they have struggled of late. Uh, this was their third straight loss on home ice, and they've been losing to teams lower than them. Well, close to them now. That's past them now. But anyways, Doughty said it should be a call. It should have been a call to action game. So we put ourselves in a good spot in the last two weeks. So we've absolutely shot ourselves in the foot, and now we've got a lot of work to do, a lot of climbing to do, a lot of winning to. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't even remember your question. I'm so pissed off right now, but I don't know. We just need to be better, and that's it. Enough of us talking about playing good in the third period. We're, we're losing in this game. We should be good in the third period. It's about how we're playing from the puck drop. That's the bottom line, and we're not showing it. And that's better. That's just a frustrated veteran right there about how his team hasn't been playing uh, playing well enough lately. And then just talking about how is, how the team should come out on Wednesday night, he said, compete. Act like you're in your spot in the lineup and on your team and run with it. Don't sit around hoping you're going to get more shifts. Take your chance and run with it. I think some guys are worried about being in the lineup, and I understand that. But at the same time, we need our guys. We need our second and third core guys along with our top core guys all to all set up right now. Play as if it's a playoff series every single series we play in, and that's it. I don't know what else to say. And that's true. That's just a frustrated veteran right there about how the team's played lately, and it's true. It's true. The team has not played well of late. And then uh, this head coach, Tom McClellan, on the early penalties uh, in the game, which was very frustrating. He said, well, by the time we're we're done playing seven minutes, we're down by three. We've taken two penalties. So I think that gives you a pretty good indication of the intensity level for the white team was a lot higher than the black team. And that's true, man. That's true. The part of it, part of the slow start was just laziness as well. The Kings were very lazy to start this game. And then just on... Uh, what McClellan's takeaway is uh, from uh, from the game. He said, disappointing, lack of preparedness and intensity early in the game. If you need it, you're out of the game and then you decide to play. Or when you need it, you're out of the game and then you decide to play, that's backwards. And then just on uh, just on the desperation settling in of a team that's now nine points out of a playoff spot, like that, like Kingsbury said, well, it's kind of an oxymoron, and, or it's interesting how you word that. Is it desperation setting in now? Where the hell was the desperation nine minutes into the game? I don't I don't think that big picture, let's face it, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs if we don't have the intensity to play to get in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. I think there's enough guys that have been there and know that the journey to the playoffs is just as hard as the journey through the playoffs. We have a pipe dream of making the playoffs with the with the type of commitment and intensity that we brought to the ring tonight and maybe a couple other games over the last little bit, that should answer the playoff question. And that's true, man. That's true. We've talked about this team being a playoff team and they just haven't been lately. They just haven't been. They've been bad, man. They have been just bad of late. Like, it's indescribable, man. They've been really, really bad of late, this LA Kings team. So that was Drew Doughty and head coach Tom McClellan on... Uh, on that just horrible game against the Arizona Coyotes. But now you got to flush it and go into Wednesday night, I guess last night now when you're listening to this. But we will talk about Wednesday night's game on the next episode of the Kings Den. And now just, I want to talk about this quickly because it is, this is what? No, you got one more episode. This is the second last episode before the trade deadline. And this is Wednesday night just before the Wednesday night game as we recording. And there was a big trade today because there's been rumors. There's been rumors. We've talked about a couple bigger names that the Kings could trade. We've talked about uh, I follow and I said how Toronto would be a good fit. And there was a, a rumor a couple weeks ago that I mentioned about Dustin Brown and the New York Islanders. And if there was any uh, anything there. Well, then the other day there was a rumor out that 
uh, that the Islanders were in in uh, Alex Iafalo, which who I said I always said was a good fit for the for the Leafs, but then the rumor came out that the Islanders were uh, in on him. And then all of a sudden, they, the Islanders, they're one of the best teams in the league. They are, let's see, they're tied for first in their division, exact same record with the Washington Capitals as of right now, 25-10-4. They, their goal differential is insane, plus 28. Uh, so the rumors out there that I follow, that they've been talking, they're thinking about I follow. By the way, the Islanders are playing like this, and they lost one of their one of their stars as well. But then today, tonight, Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, massive trade, interdivision trade, as Kyle Palmieri and and Travis Sajak got traded from the New Jersey Devils to the New York Islanders. That is a massive trade. That is two guys that you want going into a playoff run, and that's weird seeing. Uh, Zajac and being a different jersey besides the Devils jersey. But those are two guys that you want. And that's a great trade for the Islanders. And it makes it it makes the trade deadline all more interesting because of course teams are gonna go after Taylor Hall. But you gotta think of what the Kings can do. Where's I follow gonna go? Like are teams gonna shift to I follow and Brown now? Like are the Leafs gonna go after Brown? Because it was rumored that the Leafs and Bruins were going after Palmieri as well. So now do the Leafs go after Iafalo or Brown or one of the Kings veterans? Do the Bruins do? Do one of them do? By the way, Palmieri has 17 points in 34 games this season. The Both of them are unrestricted free agents after the season as well. Uh, Zajac has 18 points in, 30, in 33 games this season. And he's older. He's 35, right? But they both have had great careers and it's like I said it's gonna be so weird seeing Zajac in a different jersey other than the New Jersey Devils but it's just it's interesting now what are the Kings gonna do now who's gonna go and by the way is Athanasio gonna go as well that's another question as well and honestly I could see I could see the Kings trying to go off Adrian Kempe and trying to throw him in a deal as well try to get something better back not better necessarily, but it's just a different piece, you know. But that, like, there's rumors out there. Rob Blake's looking for stuff, is looking for as what has his wish list as well that he is looking for. But it's just gonna be interesting to see what could happen now with that, as the trade market is kind of like kind of going here with uh, less than a week to go until the deadline. And it's interesting, tough times. It's gonna be interesting to see what's going to happen. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 36 of season 2 of the Kings Den. As always, before we let you go, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the Kings Den, but to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network because everybody is just killing it, just doing so well. So absolutely go check out every podcast around the network and all the original content as well. Like you guys know, we have a podcast for every single team. Some teams have two podcasts, like we have the Kings Den and Kings Realm. But also, check out all, all of our original content as well. House of Hockey, Tales with TR. We have so many, and there's so many more. So just go check them out as well. And we have so many more being added as well. So go check them all out. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Kings Den THPN. Of course, don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Or just search the Hockey Podcast Network on Facebook or on YouTube 
or on Patreon for just $1, you can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and so much more. And of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy, Jordy with a Y. Thank you so much for enjoying this episode, listening to this episode. Uh, always tweet at us, let us know what you think, any opinions, questions, anything, let us know as well. And I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys stay safe, wear your masks, be nice to each other, and we'll talk to you on Monday for episode 37. See you.